Shifting the focus now to land claims, Supreme Court of Appeal has set aside a compensation offer of 92 million rand for land restitution claims after red flags were raised regarding the original claim from 1998. This comes as Motle Ndumo and the Mdwebu community in KwaZulu-Natal face a setback in their long-standing quest for restitution. Joining us to discuss this ruling in greater detail is legal writer for Business Day, Torek Musa. Uh, joining us to discuss the ruling in greater detail is Business Day's Torek Musa. Uh, Torek, good afternoon. Thank you so much for your time. Hi there. Thanks for having me. Torek, let's talk about restitution of land, maybe the whole project in South Africa. And, uh, you know, when we look at this specific case, uh, obviously this claim was initially mm-hmm. issued in 1998. It's 2023, Torek. What does this tell us about the process that is unfolding here? So there's two things to first consider. There are three elements to the entire SA land reform process. Um, So that includes restitution, uh, land tenure reform, and redistribution. This one was a mixture of restitution and land tenure, and sorry, redistribution, um, excuse me, tenure reform, because it had to do with compensation as well as giving back land that had allegedly been taken away as a result of apartheid laws. The entire focus of land reform is to give back land that was unfairly or unlawfully taken away. Well, we say now it's unlawful, but back then it was done in terms of apartheid laws. Uh, what happened in this particular case, if your, your question pertains mm. to the... It was lodged in 1998. Um, the commission that handles this, called the Commission on Restitution of Land Rights, uh, very recently, I think in May, indicated that to get through the backlog that it just currently has... It will take 30 years and 170 billion rand to to get through. These processes just do take very long because of the number of claims, the complexity, and the number of departments that are involved all around the country. So as a result, that is why it took so long just for Mr. Duma to get a response in in around uh, 2017, even though he'd lodged it almost 30 years before. Torek, speaking to all the complexity that you make mention here and the three different, uh, you know, states here, the restitution, the tenure, uh, mm. as well as the redistribution. I'm keen then to get the thoughts on maybe if there's an issue of a burden of proof here. And if you as yeah. a claimant would have the burden of proof here, uh, you know, to prove that the land was yours and, and, and if that might not also uh, be uh, complicated for those who are trying to claim back. Sure, you're absolutely right. The burden of proof is, is often an issue. However, the, the way that the process is meant to work is it's supposed to streamline a lot of that. So when you make your claim, you are not going to make it without having, without having some basis uh, in order to make that the, the claim for restitution. So, for example, in this case, Mr. Ndumo originally claimed that the land that he's trying to obtain was taken away from his father under particular apartheid laws. And he can show specific deeds and papers and has a paper trail that he can demonstrate. That, of course, is quite burdensome. I mean, any kind of, of claim of, to this extent is burdensome inherently. So you are right, it would people, put people off. But for the government side, obviously, they don't just want to give it to anyone. It needs to be those who can at least show to some extent that the land was theirs at some point and now it is gone. It is a heavy burden, but it, it, it's done so that... It can be so that uh, the government has a basis to give that land back to those people. You also mentioned that there are multiple government departments that are involved. Just speak to us Mm -hmm. about that. We saw uh, the incoming public protector actually make commentary about also corruption at government level, also complicating this process. 
Right. Yeah. So, so the issue is that it involves, so not just the Department of Land, but then you have, you know, regional offices, you have commissions such as the commission that I mentioned. You also have uh, issues with like home affairs and so on. So all of these are interrelated and you have this web of government departments that all have to speak to each other at different times. So even within, for example, the department, you have the commission, but then you have like the, the legal units. And in fact, it was the legal unit in this case that was doing an audit uh, when this offer was given from the commission to Mr. Nduma. The legal unit in and of itself did an audit and then found, you know, that there were problems which led to the dismissal in this case. But because there are so many different parties speaking to each other, that in itself has led to these complications. Because the government wants to be assured that when it gives the land, there aren't going to be problems down the line. So it needs numerous checks and balances, and that's why it, it takes so long. Torek, when we speak about uh, problems down the line, I'm keen to find out that as we're seeing this process of redistribution uh, specifically, uh, you know, are there uh, already people who occupy that land, uh, you know, based on those apartheid laws? And what happens uh, in that process when a land might have to exchange hands? So, so there's a number of what happens if, for example, if the, if the land is owned by so-called white owners, what tends to happen is the process known as willing buyer, willing seller. That, that's what's supposed to always be the overarching theme for, for government, so that the so-called white farmers would have their land bought by government, and it's a normal exchange of land, and then the government owns that land and can redistribute it how it wants. So what that often involves is not taking the entire land away from the farmers. It will be a portion of it that can be properly utilized by uh, farmers who, uh, who can make the best out of it. Um, but often, the, and then also in terms of other occupiers, that's also, you're also speaking again back to our previous point, where that's why these things take so long, because often there are other people who have land there, who occupy that land, and perhaps they don't have as much right as perhaps new owners, such as Mr. Dumo, hypothetically, and what's going to happen to them, and that's also another consideration the government must consider. So there's a lot of competing claims, some with better resources than others, and the government needs to put itself in the best position when it gives land back as its intended goal. Of course, uh, here with this case with Mr. Ndumo, it really was the devil in the detail. Initially, for instance, yes. the claim was about uh, his family and then about the community. Mm. Uh, what happened there, Tori? Could we say that the process yeah. is also then open to some form of manipulation, even from claimants, or also just mistakes? Was this a mistake where a certain language was used initially and then language was changed later down the line? So it doesn't seem like there was language that was changed. It looked as though Mr. Ndumo was informed by members of his community that if if he had originally lodged it as a community claim, they would have got it. So how this all started was Mr. Ndumo, as I said, in 1998, filed uh, his claim based on the fact that his father lost the land. So he claimed it as in terms of family. However, in 2013, when things started kicking up again, by that time, it appears as though Mr. Nduma had been informed by his community, look, if we just go along with the processes for a community claim rather than the family claim, we meet it. And he has all the resources. And even the government itself agreed. It was common cause that he had met all the requirements for a community claim. There was no, there's no dispute about that. However, legally speaking, you can only work off the original, original claim of 1998. And even the judgment, yes, even the judgment from the SAA said Mr. Dumo made a really benevolent gesture. He didn't want to just restrict it to his family. He wanted to include his entire community, which is admirable. However, legally speaking, he just did not make the original claim 
in terms of the community. So that is only the only reason that it failed. Certainly a very complex process unfolding there, Torek. Thank you uh, for taking yeah. us through all of that this afternoon. That was legal writer for Business Day, Torek Musa.